0: Tonight, on a very special edition of Collateral Cinema Director's Cut, we are joined by Jason from the Dads from the Crypt podcast as we are talking slashers in the big city. Friday the 13th, part eight Jason Takes Manhattan and Leprechaun 3 in Vegas. So stick around, everybody. The show starts right now. Welcome to Collateral Cinema Director's Cut. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. And we are joined by our special guest, Jason, from the Dads from the Crypt podcast.
1: Hello, happy to be here.
0: Yes, and we are uh, podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas. And yes, my friends, we are 420 friendly, so whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it. And yes, we are finally doing slashers in the big city. Right, Robert? I mean, this is something that we've been trying to do for like, Maybe two years now, right?
2: Yeah, we were just talking about it as an idea, really. Uh, mostly for, like, a low-budget, late-night thing.
0: Which we're still going to do. We're going to make an actual uh, YouTube series, uh, kind of uh, focusing on the more low-budget stuff. You know, stuff that we tend to watch really late at night. Uh, you, you know what I mean, Jason? I mean, mm. those uh, midnight movies, more or less.
2: The,
1: uh, Put the Kids to Bed, Papa Gummy, or Open the Six-Pack, and, uh see what's
2: on. Oh,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yes.
2: We're like watching USA Up All Night back in the day.
0: <laughs> exactly. Or, or a TNT Monster Vision back yeah. in the day or something like that.
2: Make for TNT movies
0: late night. Exactly. But yeah, the two movies that we are talking about with the uh, Slashers in the Big City, you know, kind of keep things kind of conceptually tied and whatnot, we are talking about uh, Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, and Leprechaun in Vegas. Now, I'm I'm trying to uh, actually not too long ago, uh, Scream actually kind of went to New York City recently, right? Yes, it did. So, I mean, now we have kind of a Scream uh, Six, uh, Ghostface takes takes Manhattan. So, yeah. that that's kind of that that's kind of uh, ser- serendipitous that we're doing this episode after that just came out. But uh, first, we're going to go ahead and get into. Um, Friday the 13th Part 8, which is really, honestly, my all-time favorite, uh, Friday the 13th movie. I mean, it, it, it's, it's one of those movies that is just most nostalgic for me because, I don't know, I, I kind of like the actual cast of characters, like, I, I, I like uh, how, uh, Jason was utilized in this movie, and, uh, yeah, it, it's really, just to me, like, uh, the pen ultimate, uh, it's it's kind of the pen ultimate Friday the Thirteenth, mm. you know. But uh, Jason, uh, what are your uh, opening thoughts on this particular movie on Fr- on Jason Takes Manhattan?
1: So I love the visage of Jason. I love the mystique of this series. I love the kills. But as movies, I've never been the biggest fan of. Friday the 13th it's kind of like everyone has, you have to pick one either you're a Freddy fan a Jason fan or a Michael fan and yeah. for me it's always I've always been in the Freddy camp um but as far as Friday the 13th movies I go by like the Star Trek premise that all of the even ones are the best ones um uh, my personal favorite is part 6 Jason lives oh that's because it's one. because it's yeah. so self-aware especially cuz they've made the same movie but 5 times by that point. So they take <laughs> number six and, like, everyone knows what's, what the gags are. Let's just have fun with it. It's very, like, proto scream in a way, just how self-aware and winking it is. Um, and also, one of my biggest complaints about the Friday 13th series is that for it's a summer camp slasher series that almost never has people working at an actual summer camp. I mean, they're always getting ready for summer camp or they stumble yeah. upon the summer camp. And yeah, as someone yeah, exactly. Who who has worked at a summer camp and went to summer camp. I love the idea of a slasher in a working camp like within and that's why Sleepaway Camp is one of my all-time favorite movies.
0: Oh you know, yeah. I mean? We we yeah. just recently uh did a commentary track on that and interestingly uh, enough uh, Felissa Rose fo- followed us recently on Twitter so there's that. Ooh. Yeah, she's
1: amazing. She, she is I've so cool. Her. Yeah, she, I've, she met her, I've met her a handful of times. She's always delightful. Um Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think I like part six so much because it actually has campers. I mean, J- Jason doesn't kill any, but the threat is there. And that's what makes it more interesting. Oh, yeah, that. definitely.
0: That that scene uh, where that little girl is just completely terrified and Jason is just mm-hmm. looming over her. And she just starts saying, you know, I pray the Lord and my soul to keep and everything. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, that's actually really terrifying because, I mean, you're right. I mean, they never really threw actual campers at Jason up until then. So
1: and and I think that's emblematic of this of this particular movie because it's Jason takes Manhattan for five minutes.
0: uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This movie is, it it's absolutely infamous for having, uh, New York City, Manhattan, in Mm. all of maybe ten or fifteen minutes Mm. of the fucking movie. I mean, it's
1: like only like two or three shots of actual New York. Yeah,
2: and that
0: costs Um, five million dollars. But
2: damn.
1: But again, the whole Jason Takes Manhattan and the New York of the '80s is such a, has such a mystique around it. I actually, my first thing I ever created in the horror space as like a commentator, I, I had a blog back in like 2008 called Jason Takes Portland because I used to live in Portland. Oregon. Oh, nice! <laughs> so that was kind of like I was just kind of trading off of that. So there's definitely like the New York hype of it that doesn't really follow through to its complete extents.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, there's definitely fun parts
0: I mean, this movie. it kind of feels like the New York or the New Jersey that's portrayed in, like, uh, trauma movies. Mm-hmm. More yes. or less. Just very grimy. There's yeah. there's there's literally toxic sludge all over to, the fucking place. I was
2: trying to say he's basically the Toxic Avenger. Like. I mean, yeah, he basically is <laughs> a right.
0: toxic Avenger, right? Mm.
2: Exactly. Yeah, because don't you
1: know that New York City subways are flooded with toxic waste at midnight every night? Like,
0: I, I don't know where the fuck they came up with that. Like, I mean... <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know of any sewer system that would ever do that. It's like,
1: like maybe they get flushed with water to clean them out, but toxic sewage. It's like, yeah.
0: where does where does the toxic sewage come from? And where's where's the toxic waste? You know, is it like from where? What what is it run off from?
2: From Vegas, New York vibes. I don't know. New York vibes, New York vibes. exactly.
0: You know, is, is it it's, like the uh, slime river in Ghostbusters yes. two more or less? Was, is that I was what gonna it get is? To there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's just now, all the negative shit just. Just congealed into slime. That
1: would a great crossover. That would be an
0: amazing crossover. Recent just takes
1: my hand on Ghostbusters too.
0: That would have been amazing. Like maybe maybe uh, there's a comic book imprint that would make something similar to that. Because that would be a, uh, fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, and then there's like that ghost Jason baby child that like keeps popping up out of nowhere. Doesn't make any sense, and it has like. Really inconsistent makeup.
0: It's never explained <laughs> what's actually going on there. Like, like with the main girl, I forget her uh, her character's name, but uh, yeah, it's like she has uh, Renny. yeah. Rennie. She has these visions, and these nobody ever knows where that's coming from. I mean, it's completely well, out of left field. I mean, we're it, it's not like uh, the Friday the Thirteenth where there was like a psychic battle or anything. Yeah, you know, uh, right. But,
1: well, and then there's other one where a woman was like attacked by Jason on the canoe. But this one, like, she looks into a, a puddle. She's been on this on the river for like hours and days. Does not have a flashback? She looks at one puddle in New York and has a total like acid flashback to when she was thrown into the water by her uncle conservador. Yeah, let's, and then let's is, like tugged underwater by Jason. It's, yeah, it's baffling
0: Let's talk about uh, her uncle a little bit. It's he's a very strange character throughout because, in many ways, it, it, it's kind of like uh, what the Brad Jones uh, brought up with the cinema snob his ni- cinema snob episode on this uh, on this movie. It's like he's actually kind of reasonable. He's he's kind of basically kind of saying the common sense thing here for the most part. It's just the movie just goes out of his way to portray him as just this vicious authority figure, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of a dick about it.
0: He's a dick about it, but he's right for the most part. I mean, well, yeah, he's, yeah,
1: exactly. He's right. He's mostly right about. it, except for like going after the harbinger.
0: Yeah, character. no, that that was him finally just kind of losing it and just kind of going with his emotions a little bit. He he got a little uh, emotional about it, you know.
2: Yeah, I don't like when older people exercise their authority like that, though. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of like the whole "Okay, Boomer" meme or whatever. Yeah. It's like. He has okay boomer vibes in spite of the fact that he is actually right about everything
2: mostly. It's it's the demeanor part of it, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, but then again, he did pull a real dick move by throwing his little niece into the water when he knew that she couldn't swim. That's a dick move, one way or the other.
1: Well, also, you get like a real controlling vibe there because he's her guardian. Her uncle and like the president, the principal of her school, or something like that. That's like there's some creepy dynamic going. Oh, on that's, there. Even, that's yeah. the vibe I got.
0: Definitely, but I mean, it's not like he's really a full-on creepler. I mean, he there, there there's a scene where the uh, the bitchy uh, popular the girl, no, no, yeah, no, Tamara. Like she uh, tries to seduce him and he he rightfully fucking like throws her off him and it's like, "Get off of me. What are you doing what are you
2: doing Do you and, and, then,
0: and then it's just completely flummoxed when uh, it turns out that it's a total screw job. you know they're, they're pulling a screw job on him. They, mm. they taped him, mm-hmm. you know but's just so
1: what's so funny is that like she she said to me like she's like shows up and takes off her robes like, oh, I've got my biology project here." And she labels stomach <laughs> and heart, like
0: <laughs> that's it. Stomach, <laughs> stomach heart.
1: heart. Like, I'm like, come on, put some effort into that.
0: Well, I, but the thing is it's it's about the parts that she wrote on herself that we didn't see, right? Right. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Mm. You know, well, and also but, she's let
1: on the senior trip without finishing her project. Like that seems kind of I, I, I don't mean, know. My school would not let someone go. Because we actually my high school on grad, grad night, we did do a boat trip up and down like the Lamet River or whatever is going through Portland. I'm lacking on that.
0: But, yeah, but yeah, it's just
1: it's so it's so random.
0: <laughs> it really is. <laughs> but on, honestly, I really do like the other characters in in this movie. Like for instance, uh, the boxer Julius. I mean. He has, like, he's the one motherfucker to actually go toe-to-toe with uh, Jason in the end. In, yep. in Manhattan, he he straight-up goes toe-to-toe with him.
2: Fast hands, too. But yeah.
0: it's like Jason is just too impervious, so he just he just sits there, takes the punches, lets him, you know, tire himself out, and then just one, one punch.
2: It was the hockey mask. If he would have taken the hockey mask off and then started beating him.
0: Oh, you think so? Yeah, he does kind of have a pretty soft and gushy face, <laughs> right. you know.
1: But, like... What law of physics is that? That like one uppercut will take someone's head off.
0: Mm. Like, Mortal combat physics. It's Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Either Looney Tunes or straight Mortal Combat. You know. Kombat.
2: Yeah, a fatality.
0: I'm pretty sure that's a John, that's a Johnny Cage fatality. At baby one ality, bro. <laughs> baby Ali, stupid. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Friendship. <laughs> But yeah, like like I like the whole dynamic between the uh film the film geek with the camera and uh, the rocker girl. Like yeah, that's cool. I kind I kind of feel like they could have played a little love triangle between her and uh, him and Tamara, kind of. You know, mm-hmm. it's like slight, it's slightly hinted at, and I'm just like, you know, why go for that uh, prissy, you know, chintzy girl when? You got a badass rocker girlfriend right here. Yeah, just right? like, come on now. I
2: mean, that other girl's just a user anyway. right? Yeah. Damn.
0: But she 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 actually wants to spend time with him and uh, like play some sick riffs and shit. It's like that's that's badass. Why not? You Honestly, know? he
2: should have just recorded the whole soundtrack of the movie with her. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. That'd have been awesome.
0: Right. What's the uh, who does the uh, intro to this? Is it is it Dawkin or Winger? Or no,
2: like
1: it's who is it? Metro something. Met- Met- Metro. It's Metropolis.
0: Metropolis. Metropolis, okay.
1: I can check that up. I, I could be wrong, but
0: it, it, it's total like late late eighties, early nineties uh, hair metal vibe. There you go. Me. It, it feels like a. I mean, it does feel like something that Winger or Dokken would have made. But that's right. Dokken made Dokken made a uh, a song for uh, what's it called for Nightmare on Elm Street? Dream Warriors, right? Oh, Yeah.
2: Man. Yeah. Oh man, dude. I like part four.
0: Yeah, part four is pretty cool.
2: Is it Dream Warriors and then Dream Masters? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Speaking of uh, Jason movies, I think, you know, my favorite one of them is it has to start with the final chapter in the whole Tommy Jarvis series. Oh, the the Jarvis
0: trilogy is great. Yeah. Because, yeah, Yeah. in many ways, the best way to think of these movies is um, as a series of trilogies. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's the best way to approach them. I mean, even whenever. and the Jarvis trilogy goes into the the zombie Jason trilogy exactly.
2: Did part six, which is a do the opening of that where uh, they dig him up and he gets struck by lightning, dude. It's like right, I know. The, the Frankenstein zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: that, that's pretty much the beginning of zombie uh, zombie Jason. Zombie man. Jason.
2: I thought that was cool seeing that when you were a kid. It's like hell it, yeah. It was. Fuck yeah, I watched it on VHS too.
0: Yeah, it really was. And I mean, I do like the. Uh, the whole set piece of having Jason on a uh, boat or a ship—I mean, they—they they really could have just kept it on the ship for most yeah. of the movie and not even had uh, Manhattan in here, and it would have been a fine movie.
1: Yeah, like, I'm, I'm fine with Jason on, uh, Jason on boat, but to call Jason on boat, just yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, it's the uh, expectation.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like. maybe make it an even bigger cruise liner. Poseidon you know? an Adventure. I mean, th- this is more like a ferry that they're on.
2: Dude, the Poseidon, like. Poseidon Adventure with Jason.
0: Oh, that would be crazy. Like, they Uh-oh. have a, like, he's on there, and then they, like, capsize. And capsize then they have it. to, like, they have to deal with surviving the uh, caps the capsization and also oh, Jason coming geez, after yeah. yeah. Dude. Wow, that, that would actually be a compelling uh, movie. That could have been something
2: right that there. That could work.
1: Well, well, at least then you just have like a boat in Crystal Lake and a boat, not just like somehow Crystal Lake feeds into the ocean that leads into New York.
0: I was like what tributary connects the two. I I don't see how that would be because, I mean, Camp Crystal Lake is in New Jersey, right? It's roughly in Jersey.
1: that's where they film most of it. I do think they never yeah. definitively, canonically say where Crystal is located. Yeah, you know? it,
0: it it always just felt like it was somewhere in Jersey, you know, and, and that's the only way that it would make sense for them to be able to get to Manhattan by a ferry. Yeah, that's,
1: that's true. Well, yeah, but again, the is never shown, and also it looks very much like the Pacific Northwest. It does. You know? It, it looks a lot the like the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. <laughs> Yeah. It's like all those trees and the fog rolling in. You're like, yeah, the, that's not Jersey, first of yeah, all. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's got
0: PNW vibes to it, yeah.
1: Crystal Lake feeding into the river, uh, to the ocean, and then the idea that you can just row a boat into New York Harbor without the Coast Guard
0: noticing. Yeah, what the hell is that? Like, e- like even in, like, pre-9-11 New York, I mean, they still had uh, the, the Bay Area kind of, uh, you know, on lock, you know?
1: Yeah, like you, you can't just get in a boat and go by the, the Statue of Liberty. Like, <laughs> people are like, no,
2: watching.
0: No, especially nowadays. They, they have a perimeter around the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they, no, they're not allowing people uh, to just row up there.
2: Yeah, we see that on X Men, right? X <laughs> Men, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, then yeah.
1: Jason, I mean, there's so many questions about how Jason like physically moves in this movie, but like, he's like some sort of Olympic swimmer.
0: Like, yeah, exactly. Keep like, up
1: with them, and then he's like teleporting everywhere. Like,
0: is is this the movie that establishes the whole uh, idea of uh, Jason teleporting?
2: That and Myers too. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. Him and Myers. Like, is is this the one that kind of establishes that trope? Uh, this, this the only way
1: I, I don't know exactly. I think it's the most blatant one. I don't. I don't remember the other ones well enough. But yeah. like the I've seen. I think her name is Tina she's in the disco and he's just like showing up at all the different exits like whenever she turns around it's mm-hmm. like what? And then like there's a scene where the principal guy, he's looking over his shoulder at Jason and he runs into a building and he gets thrown out of the building. Like, yeah. How did Jason get, get like from behind him to up into the building?
2: That's yeah, true. You're, you're right. Like yeah.
0: he he's literally in there for just a few seconds and then he's just being thrown straight out by Jason. It's like, yeah. wasn't Jason like right behind him?
2: Hey, and when you grab the, the cop too, when Julius' head yeah. freaking yeah. falls down. When he grabbed the cop, he appeared right in front of the car later on. He did. I was yeah, like, what the right. hell, dude?
0: And how else would and, – and after uh, Remy uh, crashes the uh, cop car into Jason, it's like how else does he get out of there, you know? He had to have well, teleported. Teleport.
1: Right. Well, and then also they kill off the teacher, the nice teacher in that car. And no one like without like with no fanfare whatsoever. No one acknowledges it.
0: Yeah. Bare, barely anyone does. Yeah, right? like maybe yeah. Rennie kind of says something about it, but no, no, it's it's barely even touched upon. Like, yeah. and
1: then
0: I, and she. There's so,
1: got to be go go, ahead.
0: no. You go ahead. Sorry.
1: There's got to be probably the most disturbing scene in like, at least any like of the nightmare of uh, the uh, Jason series where. The lead girl gets kidnapped and fed heroin. Oh, oh that
0: God. is so just yeah, out of nowhere.
1: So fucked up.
0: It really is. It's like, yeah, you. I mean, forcibly uh, giving someone a controlled substance is like, I'm pretty sure that's a crime in and of itself, even back then. Well, you know,
1: like. And then she's fine, like a couple, like a minute later.
0: It's like, like, no, she'd be riding that fucking pony, right? Yeah, I mean, she's jacked.
2: Especially a first timer. And then
1: again. Stupid! Uh, this guy's got a gun. And he's shooting Jason. and He walks towards him,
2: like yeah. as if getting
1: closer to. Like he's obviously hitting him. I'm gonna walk closer to the uh, hockey mask maniac whose bullets are not working on. I'm gonna walk closer. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, the entire the entire
0: point of having a gun on you and using it like that is that it's a distance tool. You know, and you're yeah. supposed to have, like uh, give you some distance and you can get away from the threat once the threat's down. So just coming, getting in closer is stupid.
1: Yeah, and then, they like, then Jason throws him into a pipe. I don't know if that's
0: supposed to be like, oh, the drug user is hitting the pipe. <laughs> the yeah, student. hitting the pipe. Yeah, that that is kind of another thing in this movie is that almost all the kills kind of have a hoisted by their own petard kind of thing. Like, the rocker girl is killed with her guitar. Uh, it's ultimately the uh, camera that leads to the film geek's demise. And uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the
1: junkie... The public girl gets hit, killed with a mirror because of her vanity, maybe. Uh-huh. or I or
0: like, like using the uh, also in a maybe oh, allusion yeah, to the cocaine. cocaine. Yeah, because
1: she goes taking coke off the mirror. There you yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. I kind of feel like this guy want really want to make a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah, I was, given, I was given this instead.
0: <laughs> That's yeah, it kind of has the same vibe where it's just kind of being playful with the kills a little bit, a little mm-hmm. more than than not. You know, like even though that first kill that happens with that couple, it's like they're both killed uh with uh boating s- stuff that you'd be fine on a boat, you know? Mm-hmm. It's all uh, it's all aquatic weapons, you know? So like they they're kind of hoisted on their own petard in that way.
1: Right. And the guy has a replica of Jason's hockey mask including like the battle, the axe marks. Yeah, what is it? Jason that? takes that and, and that's the one he uses for the rest of the is that how
2: that- is that how that works?
0: The final chapter I, mask. Right? Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. It's like, so what? Did the mask just kind of somehow float around Crystal Lake? I mean, Yeah, I
2: don't get how he had his mask. That was the same mask. It absolutely
1: or, was. Yeah. Or or he like cause has a cosplay fetish and like made his own
0: mask. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like it seems that by that point Jason is kind of enough of a of a legend that, you know, people I mean, hell, at one point in the series they're making goddamn burgers shaped as uh, Jason's hockey mask. Yeah, Voorhees burgers. Yeah, burgers. Yeah. It's so so Jason goes to hell. That yeah. could track. Like maybe somebody wanted to just cosplay as as him. Jason you know?
2: fingers and Voorhees burgers.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: um and also there's some really bad makeup in this. Like when they show Jason. I swear that, that, that shot at the very end. Jason doesn't have his mask on. First of all, it looks like crap. Mm. And then he starts saying in the little boy's voice, saying mommy, mommy. mommy and uh, <laughs> <up>. That's
0: that's <sighs> just really off-putting to me as well. Yeah. And, th- and then and then he he turns into kid Jason. Like
1: Yeah, and they leave like a kid Jason in the sewer. Like, I don't, what is like, happening? What is
0: that? That that makes no sense whatsoever when you really think about it. But honestly, I I I kind of feel like the, the overall script and everything is more about one of those things where it's more about the journey than the destination, you know, because, mm. I mean, in between, uh, you know, the Manhattan uh, parts of the movie, it's like you get a very entertaining uh, little Jason film that's on a boat, you know, which is compelling in its own right. But
1: yeah, and like although, and we've out a lot of things that are wrong with this, but I think that makes it very charming yeah. So we're not, we're not I'm not bashing on it like as if that matters in no. this kind of movie.
0: I, like I said, I absolutely love this movie and it's my favorite Friday the thirteenth out of all of them. Maybe yeah. maybe even Freddy versus Jason is maybe just kind of underneath that. If you want to call that a Friday the thirteenth movie, insofar that it is, you know. It's or, uh, I'll, go,
1: I'll go to bat for Freddy versus Jason. I'll just say that. Oh yeah,
0: we're actually doing that uh, this uh next coming season. That's gonna be our season premiere, actually. Nice. So
2: season seven,
0: baby. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Yeah,
0: but yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, kind of uh, wrap things up on uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. Uh, uh, Jason, what are your final thoughts?
1: Again, it's definitely entertaining. Um, it's like it's a, it's it's kind of critic proof in a way. Like you can nitpick it all you want, but you're still getting Jason. You still got plenty of kills, and that's what we're here for. So it's fulfilling that. So it's like on a, from a critical perspective. There's a lot to tear apart but you know if you just want Jason's chaos then yes you get, you get that yeah if it was called anything but Jason takes Manhattan I think it'd be a lot more respected but because they, it's like they started with the title worked their way back and then realized they didn't have money to do any of that so they just scrapped it to something completely almost completely different and they just never changed they never fixed the title to re- to reflect that so it could just be called like Jason's adventure Jason goes on a trip.
0: <laughs> um, Jason's Jason on a boat, kind of like the Chucky <laughs> movies, like Seed Chucky, Curse of Chucky, yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right, Robert, uh, what do you think? Uh, Jason Takes Manhattan,
2: um, you know, it's not a bad movie, you know, it picks off from part six. You know, I like how they all pick off from each other, that's the main thing, and yeah. uh, yeah, um, when I first saw Jason Takes Manhattan, uh, I liked uh, the soundtrack, especially with the chick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, re- yeah she was great and the recordings but uh yeah i guess it's the first time we ever seen jason on a boat almost like watching the titanic or, <laughs> i don't know
0: yeah it would have been interesting if they just expanded on it and it was just like uh like a three or four day uh cruise or something three you know? hour tour yeah instead know. of just a ferry you know like that would have been interesting
2: yeah yeah That's the first time Jason ever left his home, though, too. Yeah,
0: yeah. He traveled out of uh, Crystal Lake in that general area. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's it's not a bad movie, you know? Like, it's it's one of my favorites, too, and I'd still put it on again and again. I think we watched it earlier, Yeah.
0: Yeah. makes an excellent double feature with the next movie that we're going to talk about, which is Leprechaun 3, a.k.a. Leprechaun in Vegas, which is actually what we have playing on, on the TV right now in the background. And this is, I, honestly, I think that the first four uh, Leprechaun movies are just totally fire. Like I, I don't care what anybody says. like They are just so infinitely watchable one after the other.
2: That's why we watch all the Sleepaway Camps, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. That's another series that's kind of like that. But, like, for one, obviously, you know, Warwick Davis. Like, he he's, he's he carries this uh, series 100%. Yeah. Uh,
1: I haven't seen any Leprechaun movies in a very long time. I don't even know if I've, like, sat down and watched a com- them completely. Like, it's one of the things; that was just always on. You're always catching it. So, like, I feel like I've seen a lot of movies. I feel like I've, I know I've seen, like, I never seen the whole movie, but maybe not all all in one sitting. I might have seen like half of part one and like, like half of part two. Like maybe mm-hmm. it was on
0: like maybe it was like on cinemax or showtime or whatever, and it was like yeah. halfway through the movie, and you just kind of flicked it, flicked there, and you're just like, Okay, I can I can deal with this. No, I, I gotcha. I got gotcha.
1: you. I, I thought this movie very enjoyable. Um Yeah, Warwick Davis, it's again, I have a podcast based on uh, Tales in the Crypt, and it's all about the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. I felt like there's a little bit of synergy between um the Leprechaun and the Crypt Keeper. He's just—I think like the Leprechaun's almost like a younger, more spry version of the Crypt Keeper.
0: It does feel like it a little bit, you know, because they're kind of very similar characters. I mean, especially yeah, when I- it comes to the puns and you know, just the delivery of their lines and whatnot. And
1: just the energy that Warwick Davis brings to it is really, it's just, re- it's really helpful. I really appreciate
0: that. Yeah, Dude, that's an energy that he carries over to, uh, conventions that he's done. Like he, he, apparently he loves just getting up and saying all the uh, lines from the movie. Like you'll get up on the yeah. table and he'll just kind of, you know, uh, entertain the fans with, uh, with the leprechaun character. So.
1: No, he's, he's, he's the star of this on, on every level. Um, so my, my understanding this is the third this, this is the first one to go direct to video. So they're definitely working I think on a different budgetary. Um and it shows in some parts but other parts it's actually rather impressive like the effects works are really good in this.
0: It really is, you know, and and it's because they didn't really go it, it's kind of like the first movie and then that you know they kept things very spare, you know. Like I mean there, there, there's not a whole lot of like really hardcore creature effects in these movies, other than Warwick Davis's uh, Leprechaun and everything. So, and and they're not especially gory movies. You know, they're they're bloody movies, but they're not really explicitly gory, especially not this one. I mean, the worst you have here is you have like maybe toes getting bitten off, you know, ears getting bitten, and well, and, and, and some we of You have,
1: right? have that amazing. Sequence with Loretta played by Caroline Williams. Oh yeah, like that that's player. that's the
0: closest you get to gore, but even then, that's that's seems more cartoonish than graphic. Oh well, yeah, you know. Yeah, it, again,
1: it feels very like Looney Tunes. Like yeah, it's, it's, like, it feels like um itchy and scratchy kind of. <laughs> kind
0: of <thing. laughs> yeah, it's it's totally itchy and scratchy, you know. Yeah, it, it feels like you know itchy would just like like scratchy would just uh, throw itchy uh, into a air compressor or something and just blow him up, and then he just pop. You know, he'd mm-hmm. hit a nail or something and pop. But, yeah, it's like n- none of these movies, uh, like, get really, really, really graphic or gory. And this one, like I said, the goriest is that scene, and it's not even that bad. But mm-hmm. some of the it's other... Say, go Do you ahead. have that
1: cool like fembot um, scene where the woman comes out of the TV
0: yeah that that's what that's what I was g- gonna get at. We because said the same thing yeah. in fembot. <laughs> that is that is a ho- that's a hilarious scene. Oh. I, I love that scene mm-hmm. so much because first you have uh first you have Tamra like she's a completely uh, like this is another girl named Tammy right yeah. Yeah, we have two... That's another thing. Both these movies have characters named Tamra. That's funny. Tammy and Tamra. Yeah. But, like, Tammy is, like, she's under the spell of the uh, shilling, and uh, Mitch uh, wishes for... uh, To have a night with her, you know? And, you know, she she goes up there, and she's, you know, acting all, like, stereotypically really thirsty for him and everything, and... uh, it's it's kind of noteworthy that, you know, she's still kind of uh, being aggressive aggressive against Midge, like even uh, with the Schilling's power. Like, she, she's kind of like breaking through that a little bit here and there. Well, because we, they
1: established that, like, eventually your wish will come to destroy you. So, like, you feel like if the spell had been broken, she probably would have killed him.
0: Probably. Um, she was Yeah, she was probably going to be the one to kill him. Exactly.
1: But because it got broken because of uh, Caroline Williams' character takes it, then it's kind of broken but you know the Leprechaun wants to finish the job.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. So it kind of spared her from having to do that.
0: And it's really entertaining how he goes through that like especially with um with the the whole uh, TV, TV concept like he's he's always just kind of playing with Mitch. He's just like like the, the TV is like direct talking directly to him and he's like wait wait a second. I I'm certain that that was my name coming out of the right. TV. Yeah. And then that that woman just comes out of the TV, which is a great effect in its own right. Very simple effect, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it turns into a Finbot and electrocutes him. And yeah, that Finbot, I mean, that's it's impressive. Terrifying. That's impressive yeah. for its time and for its budget. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty impressive animatronic. And I I, I just gotta say I love the fake boobs that are still on. <laughs> right. Like
1: I feel like I feel like there was some other low budget movie that had a robot in it. And they're just like, okay, let's take that robot. Put in our movie, we'll just put a fake like a mask and some boobs on it. Well, we'll we'll leave it as this because I mean it has nothing. To do, the fact that it's a robot has nothing to do with anything.
0: I know but it's it's, it's a, so random. It's like is this a sci-fi movie now? It's like I mean, it's, it, is, it's
1: very uh, Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah. Did this become a Cronenberg movie?
0: Like what the fuck? That, that I would love a Cronenberg directed Leprechaun movie. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh my like, I mean that that would be like stunning. But which Cronenberg? Yeah. Brandon or David?
2: David
1: I Kronenberg. guess it'd be uh, Brandon's the hot hand right now. Yeah, he, he is. I is. not one. Yeah, no, David, no,
0: David Br- David Cronenberg. He's Scanners, the OG. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. But uh, the 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 main uh, male character right here, he's actually a writer and director himself, right? Like, and he wrote direct he wrote and directed a few interesting movies. Like, yeah,
2: he's a screenplay writer.
0: Like, what were some of the movies that we saw on his uh, on his wiki? Um, like
2: he did like. Real Steel yeah. and um, Need for the, Speed the, one of the
1: King Kong movies yeah well, the, King Kong movies, the Skull he did, he, Island movie I think, he did Skull dude. Island he did uh, uh, Island,
0: yeah. he did uh, Need for Speed Need for Speed bro yeah another movie we did last season yeah I love that movie
1: yeah. Carter Flight, that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Power Rangers that he did. Yeah,
0: 2017
1: he, version.
2: Yeah. yeah he, he did, did the that. remake. <laughs> that's so fun. He wrote the screen. Like, and
0: that's cool. And, and that's cool. And I like his character here. I mean, honestly, the the male and female leads here, they're they're both very likable characters, I think. Mm. But my favorite group of characters is the uh Bounce the loan shark? Th- the the loan shark, yeah, Arthur. He yeah. is the best, you He's know. Similar. He's he is so down, you know. He... He even says it like, "I want, I want health insurance for uh, all Americans."
1: Yeah, what's with fucking health insurance? Like. Like. I know, right? Yeah. Coming up, I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, the whole uh, hospital scene is like, "Do you take Green Cross?" <laughs> 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 Such an obvious so that was, that's straight Crypt Keeper right there. That's total Crypt Keeper, exactly. Jay. Yeah, it, it, I, I totally see where that vibe is the same. But it's like that's what's great is that there's so many great scenes in this movie that are just so memorable and entertaining. You know, mm-hmm. like I love the hospital scene. I I love all the scenes in the pawn shop with uh, Gupta, the the uh, pawnbroker.
1: Yeah, and then of course, like the what really took me back is the fact he had like a a CD.
0: huh like, CD-ROM. Yeah. The
1: CD-ROM with it was an instructional CD-ROM, which they were pushing so hard back then. Like everyone will learn. Via CD-rom.
0: I I had a few games like that, you Legends know, like, like yeah, like a, Legends and Folklore, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> had a few of those early CD-ROM educational uh, adventure games, and yeah, it does kind of still have that vibe, you know, especially with the animation, like, like almost looking like a like a CDI game almost.
1: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but like, what are the chances that he happens to have one sitting in his drawer that's all about leprechauns that happens to be true?
0: Like <laughs>
2: that is crazy, yeah.
0: It's like, did it come with a computer that somebody hawked them, hocked them sometime? It's like, what the fuck? Uh,
1: I don't know, but it gives you magically all the rules you need to know, including that leprechauns fight each other or something like that. Like yeah. a lepre fight,
0: yeah, and that, yeah, and that sets up the whole fight between uh, between the main, and the Scott leprechaun. and uh, the leprechaun. Yeah,
1: yeah, which is again leprechaun fight. Sure,
0: yeah, why fuck not? fuck it, why not? You know. And it, and it's kind of and it's kind of creepy to think that I mean you get any leprechaun blood in you like you're going to fucking turn into a leprechaun I mean that's like crazy I mean they didn't go too deep in the special effects on that you know interestingly uh, enough terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah no no they're terrible for his uh, for his whole makeup but oh remember the rules were a lot different in part one and two right? yeah that's right they were like they were the clover
2: different. and then like the wrought iron right.
0: And now here we have the medallion, which is uh, the uh, MacGuffin that uh, repels the leprechaun. This and time. his gold Was is that, his. Weakness. I can't remember.
1: Was that in the other movies, or is that just no? That this
0: this is the first time we have this medallion. I'm pr- yeah. quite certain.
2: I told Bo I'm pretty sure Antonio Banderas wore that in Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> like. oh. Well, with the, with the
0: way that with the way that prop departments are, like our prop houses, I wouldn't be surprised if it's somehow yeah. circulated uh, into a Zorro movies yeah. later on down oh, the it line.
1: At first, look looked like the medallion from Ray's Lost Ark. It does a little bit, right? Almost. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, of course, then once you become a leprechaun, all you want to eat is potatoes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets, like, a big old potato platter. What What is it? Like, potato pancakes. Potato skins. Potato skins. Mashed potatoes, potato salad, sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Potato salads. Sweet potatoes. Yeah. Potato pancakes. Which is funny because, because
1: something... Just so because something's your favorite food doesn't mean it's the only food you eat. Well the, f- yeah. the
0: funny thing is is that I'm vegan and with a few alterations I would totally tear into a plate of nothing well, but fucking potatoes. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Potato- at the yeah. time
1: yeah. of night, at the time of night and the state of mind that most people watch this movie. watch this movie at, yeah, they would eat that whole thing of potatoes. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm like that's I'm like the kind of guy, favorite.
0: you know, like if the only thing that's vegan is fries, I'll just go ahead and get a basket of fries and just eat it. You know, whatever. So, yeah, now that's kind of, uh, like, few alterations there. Like, I mean, I, I'd be down for that. You know, it actually like, looks like the, a good platter.
2: Yeah, that sounds like, like I'm
1: good. surprised they didn't have, like, cabbage and the boiled corned beef to go with it. Like,
0: I know. I, I'm surprised they didn't go that far into it, you know?
1: Because it is, like, the Shamrock Hotel or Casino, whatever. So yeah. you'd think that they'd be, like, going all in on it.
0: Makes me wonder if that's uh, if that casino is still standing there. Oh, I mean, I'm,
1: not, I'm no, that was a total facade. Yeah.
0: Oh no, it was Uh, there there's no such uh casino. Yeah, there was no, no such no. thing. I, I'm got sure not. I got you.
1: Cuz if you look this. at the sign it looks like one of those vinyl posters. Yeah, that, you're uh, you're not temporary wrong. Places
2: yeah. Put up just for the movie. I know that they used yeah.
1: like a closed down hotel or something like that for that. So like all all of the ho- all of the hospital scenes is actually the kitchen of a old hotel. I think it was actually the same kitchen that Robert I think that Robert Kenny got shot in.
0: What the fuck, really? Robert Kennedy. Oh, yeah. What Robert Kennedy by Siran Saran? What the fuck? That's crazy.
1: I mean, go on to IMDb to confirm this. If I'm almost certain that's what i no, that saw, that's
0: insane but, if true, you know? It's like, what the fuck? Uh, keep You're, going. Oh, fine. yeah, yeah. But yeah, this magician, dude, Fazio. Fazio. What a Douche man. <laughs> I mean, he's he's just a typical showbiz douchebag, right, Robert?
2: Yeah, he thinks he's uh, something here. Yeah,
0: yeah, he he's a hack. I mean, he, he's doing just basic, uh, very basic magic here. Like no, nothing, um, not even on the same level as like uh, as like. Uh, like Copperfield or anything Damn like that. Or or even like David Blaine, Blaine or, bro. or uh Mind Freak guy. <laughs> Chris Angel. Chris, Chris <laughs> Angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Fucking goddamn mind freak. Mind freak. Mind freak. Or the mass magician, okay. right? The mass magician, yeah. Exactly. in Siegfried and <laughs> Roy. Horton.
1: According to IMDb, the morgue scenes were shot in the kitchen of the then-vacant Ambassador Hotel, a historically significant site, as that was the area where Senator Robert F. Kennedy was shot on June 6, 1968. Holy shit. The director felt uneasy about shooting scenes on that spot, but the film was on such a time crunch, he had to pull through and did it anyways.
0: That's fucking amazing. Whoa. All those years later fucking Leprechaun 3 was made there. I love it. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it.
1: Yeah, and like he didn't have permits for all those shots when he's on the on the Vegas strip.
0: Oh, of it's course just,
1: not. Yeah, imagine like you're just on on the strip in Vegas, you're partying whatever. A car pulls up, and a film crew runs out, and then the Leprechaun walks out and starts doing lines. Pretty I
0: much, no, It's pretty much public photography, as far as yep. I'm concerned. <laughs> like that scene uh, where where we do actually get an Elvis impersonator, because of course we're gonna get a fucking Elvis impersonator. No, it's it's Vegas. Dark. Come on now. But I mean, that's that's actually a great little scene. I mean, he actually interacts with him and uh, is actually pretty cool with him. Thank you. you. Know? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. You. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, the girl, uh, Tamara, I mean, I think that uh, she's an interesting character in in her own right, you know. I mean, she goes through a little bit of an arc here where she finally, uh, she just finally had enough with all the abuse that uh, Vegas just kind of meets out to women like her. But, I mean, ultimately, they, uh, like, she takes care of business along with Scott. You know, and and she becomes uh, actually a good foil to him. You know, because...
1: She's got some solid. But the funny
0: thing is, she uh, this is her last, this She quit acting after this movie. I saw that. Yeah, the, 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 that that's sad. She's actually really good at <laughs> uh, this. She did
2: one other movie, and that was it too.
0: Yeah, she was not bad in this at all. I mean, and I still enjoy her character whenever she's on the screen and everything. She could have
2: been something. She she should have just kept on with it though. Yeah, she shouldn't
0: have been discouraged by this. I mean, I know this was a different time in the. And, you know, the uh, movie industry, you know, you had direct-to-DVD direct to movies or direct-to-video movies coming yeah. out, and this was direct-to-video. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's like nowadays, it's like people have a lot of nostalgia for those direct-to-video movies nowadays. Yeah. It's like like that's pretty much our bread and butter, you know, stuff yeah. like, you know, Full Moon Features or uh, yeah. stuff like this. I think I like them know? better,
2: like going straight to Redbox, you know. I know, right? Straight to Netflix or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now nowadays, that's the uh, analog is the straight to Netflix uh, type.
2: Yeah,
1: sure. yeah, that, yeah. That's a that's a whole other
0: de- those, uh, business model. Yeah, and those have lower, and those can be low quality, even lower quality. I kind of feel, yeah. you know, because I mean, I, I don't know when you're making a movie for physical media, it's like you better you know be on point. I kind of feel, well, but it really is. Even like
2: Leprechaun Returns. I don't know if you've seen that. Or oh, Leprechaun
0: Returns. Yeah, we did so, an episode uh, on that.
2: That one's a good one. That one went straight to sci fi, dude. That one was cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. This, this is another straight to DVD movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it was released by sci fi. Unfortunately, it didn't have Warwick Davis in it.
2: No, but it was a it was a good uh, impression of Warwick Davis, really. It really was. It
0: was. Yeah. I'll give him that. I mean, he nailed it. But back to this movie, I do really like how, uh, how they utilize Vegas here. You know, they definitely did it better than. Uh, than uh, part eight did with uh, Manhattan, you know. Just, yeah, yeah.
1: I I completely agree with that. It actually had like a reason to be in Vegas. It does. It has a great mm-hmm. reason
0: to be in Vegas. Like the the characters have every reason to be there. You know, like if Scott is just passing through, like on the way to California and whatnot. On his way to
2: college. On his yeah. way to
0: college and everything. I was like, telling
2: Bo like, oh, sorry. I was telling you that, dude. I like the fact that he turned twenty three thousand dollars into two hundred thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, you know? he did.
2: Yeah, and I'm like, wow.
0: <laughs> and the other thing I want to remark: holy fuck, going to college only costed twenty three thousand dollars back then. Yeah, fuck, god damn it. I'm like, bro, well, I grew- that, yeah,
1: that was you know, twenty years ago. So, dude, my whole inflation rate is, but
0: yeah, yeah, and and also, you know, there's the whole commentary about health insurance. There, even a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, and and predatory, uh, you know, for profit uh, healthcare. You know, there's a little yeah, comment. I there's, there's a little commentary here. There's a little more than this.
1: And then, of course, those two... The, again, my, my favorite thing of the two lone sharks talking about boxers or briefs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the,
0: one of the age-old questions, right? Like, of course, the obvious answer is like, fuck it, just free ball. Just <laughs> free ball. Oh, no, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the obvious qu- answer there. Yeah, but... I mean, this movie is just... Like, I think that it's... Next, next to Leprechaun Four in Space, which we already talked about, it's like the most entertaining out of four really entertaining movies. Like, like I said, the first four Leprechaun movies are just fire to me. Like, I can, yeah. I can watch any of them anytime and be entertained. Now, I haven't really seen the uh, In the Hood uh, movies. We'll yet. watch those too. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to have to watch those. Yeah, ones. I got watch both you.
2: of them, bro. We got it.
0: Right on. Right on. But I I would like to see those movies and kind of complete my uh, Leprechaun uh, filmography, more or less. Or not Leprechaun Origins, though, right?
2: Uh, I have that, too, but I'd rather not watch it either.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. But all right, guys, let's go ahead and get into some final thoughts on Leprechaun 3, Leprechaun in Vegas. Jason, you go ahead.
1: Yeah, I actually really enjoyed this movie. It's just fun. It's never it's never boring. The editing is actually pretty good, like at keeping things moving. Like compared to Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, like there's a lot of kind of slower stalking scenes. You're like, okay, we get it. We've seen this a million times. Moving on, or like Jason reaching for a weapon or something like that. This one has a much better clip to it. I felt and really moved a lot better. I mean, there it, it, there's definitely some what the what the fuck moments like the guy traps a leprechaun in like his back office or whatever. Like the guy's magic. He can easily teleport. We, we've we seen it before. Yeah. So mm-hmm. why is he like that? I mean, there's, yeah, there's definitely some lunacy happening. Definitely. Um, and it's yeah. definitely, you can definitely see some of the cheapness in it, but then again, you know, some amazing effects so that kind of makes up.
0: Oh, definitely. For the cheapness, yep.
1: like, so the, the whole casino floor looks like the size of my living room. Like they're just shooting from like different angles.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, there's like two, there's like,
1: two, like two roulette tables and that's it. Um, so yeah, it definitely, it definitely has a, a made for video feel, but then I feel like the effects kind of punch above their weight or at least are more imaginative than you'd expect. So um, if I had to put these two movies head to head, I'd probably watch Leprechaun 3. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah.
2: yeah,
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, Robert, your final thoughts on Leprechaun 3
2: uh my final thoughts you know it's a great movie like you guys said um it's one of the ones i'd probably put on first and then i go back to the original right exactly (laughs) (laughs) but yeah this one's a really good time to have i mean going um i don't know it's just funny and it's you know really not what's the word uh It's not like the other ones, though, you know what I mean? No,
0: it isn't. I I would argue it's the most adult out of all the Leprechaun movies because, I mean, you have to remember the first Leprechaun, it wasn't going to be an R-rated, like, violent horror
2: movie. Yeah, it was supposed to be a comedy. This one's like... Yeah, it was
0: supposed to be like a kid's horror comedy kind of.
2: This one's up to the imagination almost, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. This this one is way more explicitly... uh, it's way more explicitly adult. And I would even go so far as to say, like, is this the first one where we actually see some nudity in these movies?
2: Yeah, some Skin and late night thing. Yeah, th- I think
0: that th- this was uh, the first time we actually saw any, like, bre- bare breasts or anything like that. Yeah. And, I, and the first two movies uh, didn't really have much of that. Mm-mm. And I think the big reason, though, was that, you know, the, a lot of the characters were meant to be younger in a lot of that. So they couldn't really. Uh, That's true. I mean, they kit- couldn't really do that.
2: Jennifer Aniston was beautiful in the first one, too.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, and I really wish that Jennifer Aniston would just come around and acknowledge that movie yeah. and just finally accept that her first movie is actually really good.
2: Yeah, she said that nobody even asked her if she wanted to do Leprechaun Returns.
0: Oh, she should have been able to do that. That would have been her, great.
2: Her character was mentioned, <laughs> even, you know, in Leprechaun Returns.
0: Yeah, no, we uh, actually we actually yeah. hear a, uh, a uh, voice actor, uh, yeah. kind of approximate Jennifer Aniston a little bit. Yeah,
2: she personally said that. Nobody even asked me if I wanted to do it, you know?
0: That would have been great.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> she was like, even if they asked me, I
1: still wouldn't do it, but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no. I just totally. to ask.
2: It's like, I'm Jennifer Aniston
0: now. I don't do Lipper <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was making a million dollars an episode. What the fuck do I want to do, Leprechaun? For? No,
1: what I really want to do, they can make, like, an AI Leprechaun movie where every part is played by Jennifer Askin. <laughs> there like you go. Just deep fake the entire
0: fucking thing.
2: <laughs> Honestly, they need to bring her back, like, what they did in Terminator with uh,
0: Linda Hamilton or something. Something like that. <laughs> that would, be really, that would have been really cool. I mean, they did uh, bring back the uh, the dopey guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, uh, Audie, his name was right. Was Audie, that name, man. But, that yeah. Was,
2: they had to do that. That was only right, too.
0: Yeah. They, and, and even uh, it even played into the first movie where, you know, he had yeah. the shilling inside of him still. Uh, and yeah. it, like, I don't know how, why he still had the shilling in him. He's
2: that already, but he yeah. pretty much played the lighthouse keeper. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Las Vegas A Gambler's Dream. And the dreamers' paradise. They're
0: all about to meet their worst nightmare. Look out, Vegas. I'm taking over. Now, the leprechaun's back in the city
1: that never sleeps.
0: <laughs> and he will never rest
1: until he reclaims his pot of gold. It
0: belongs to me, this gold I smell. weather has got it's going to hell. <laughs> I want me shilling.
1: Hello? we destroy the gold we get rid of the leprechaun once
0: and for
1: all (laughs) leprechaun three the
2: third times the charm
0: but anyway we're gonna go ahead and wind things down here uh jason we really appreciate you uh coming on the show uh right now we'll give you a chance to go ahead and plug your show and all your socials and everything so go right ahead
1: Sure. Um, so, again, I'm the host of Dads from the Crypt. We're a Tales from the Crypt podcast where we've been reviewing every episode of Tales from the Crypt, including the movies. And uh, we're actually kind of winding down uh, that show because we're in the last season. Uh, but because we're having so much fun, we've decided to start alternating reviewing Tales from the Crypt episodes and then doing horror anthologies. So, like, we did a Creep Show and... Oh, um, hell yeah. Nice. And we did Tales from the HUD. Oh, yeah, so that's we awesome. Did... But yeah, that we did which if you, haven't seen that, if you haven't seen Tales from the Hood in a long time, watch it cuz it hits a lot harder. Yeah. And now and, when, and yeah. as you're older Then it probably did like when it came out and you were a kid or
0: something. Oh like yeah, that. man. It's it's literally been decades since I've seen Tales from the Hood. Dude, like, that one the
2: episode minute. where he draws the monster and then he starts folding the paper, dude, remember that? Oh yeah.
0: yeah. That, like that was that, and it was this yeah. really fucked up allegory for child abuse and shit. Yes. Yeah. And, well, and like, that was damn. David Alan Greer. Damn it, Alan David Grier's Alan Greer in there. Yeah, dude. Exactly. He's the that's monster. Dude.
1: Chilling performance. And um, so, two things about that one. We actually did an interview with the writer, Darren Scott, um, that's on our podcast. So, we nice. do some interviews with people that worked on the shows. And then, just for fun, you know, there's a whole opening bit where everyone's talking about where's the shit? Gotta get my shit. You know, where they go to the parlor looking for the drugs. So, on our on our YouTube and on our Instagram, I made a super cut every, every time someone says the shit in the wraparound. <laughs> nice. it's, it's really, uh, it's probably one of my favorite things I've ever done. Just pat myself on the back. So we're doing some major um, horror anthologies. We're also doing some lesser-known ones. We're doing one this week called Campfire Tales, which I I'd th- never
0: heard of. I think I've heard of that somewhere Campfire along Tales. the line. Like, maybe it was on Netflix for a little bit. Hey, do you remember, I mean, like, I mean, yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark like, episodes? Remember those? Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. yeah.
2: The old the old ones, yeah, so, not, not the new shit. Yeah.
1: yeah, so, yeah, like, Campfire Tales is this 90s kind of anthology movie with, like, Amy Smart, James Marsden, Ron Livingston. Nice. Damn. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't say it's great, but if you're a fan of 90s horror, if you have that nostalgia, it's actually a really fun ride.
0: Oh, that sounds um, awesome. Hell yeah. So that's
1: coming out this week. So, again, uh, we've gone through pretty much all the good Tales from the Crypt episodes, so you've got plenty of backlog to listen to. We've got a lot of great interviews. We've talked with uh, the producers. We've helped them to do their own podcast, uh, uh, How Not to Make a Movie podcast about the making of Bordello of Blood. Mm. We kind of spun off a bit on that.
2: Oh, hell um, yeah. Demon Knight and shit. Hell yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got we got interviews with the director of Demon Night, the screenwriters. We got William Sadler on for a couple of different episodes. Oh, no. nice! Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck it, Sadler,
0: dude. Fucking Damn. William Sadler. Hell he yeah!
1: He's the man. he's the nicest guy. I love that
0: guy. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, that, that's what we're doing. And you know, we've got good stuff going on.
0: Awesome. And uh, where can uh, our listeners find uh, Dads from the Crypt?
1: So pretty much everything is Dads from the Crypt. So you know, we're on Spotify, iTunes, all the major. Podcasting uh, platforms, Instagram and threads, or dads from the crypt, Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called now is uh, crypt dads. But you know, we don't post a ton there, I'm pretty much just like major announcements.
0: But, um, (laughs) yeah, right on
1: our threads and Instagram, I feel are pretty strong.
0: I got you, right on. And uh, Robert, what's going on with uh, Texas Sundown?
2: Oh, we still got to do more editing and then we'll be releasing that,
0: yeah. And uh, we're also developing a, a new horror short, right?
2: Yeah, we got you and I are working on one, and I'm, and yeah, we're trying to get this project together too. And I'm still going out yep. for a few auditions myself, you know.
0: Excellent. Like like this new uh, project <clears throat> we're working on, it's uh, kind of going to be a little bit of a spiritual successor to Killing Night. Almost, a yeah.
2: This time. Uh, yeah, you did the filming for me and killing now I'm gonna do the filming for you. Yeah,
0: so. yeah, we're gonna kind of switch over, and I'm gonna do yeah. the starring role in this one. It, it's gonna be interesting. Like we're we're gonna we got we got some uh, interesting plans for it.
2: Yeah, we gotta do some concept shots first.
0: Yeah, and uh, as for Collateral Cinema, uh, we have the our uh, Sleepaway Camp uh, uh, commentary out. It's a free commentary on the director's cut that is out on all the major podcast apps and. Uh, very soon here, whenever Ash decides to do it, he's going to uh, upload a, a video on Patreon for our Morbius commentary. We we, we got into Morbin time like wow. not too long ago. And honestly, Great I love man. I fucking love that movie. It's so so dumb. <laughs>
1: Ironically, or
0: yeah? <laughs> kind of a little ironically, but also it's just like, I, I just love so bad it's good shit. And that's just, to me, mm. the, the meme is just so bad it's good. It's 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 great. <laughs> and we, we had a blast uh, watching it, you know, ragging on Jared Leto a little bit.
2: Spider-Man 3 dancing it.
0: Yeah, Spider-Man 3 dancing a little bit. It, we, we had a blast. So, yeah, look for that on our Patreon where you can become a member at $1 and $5 tiers. Uh, we're on all the social media apps. We're on Threads. We're on uh, X Twitter, Twitter X, or whatever the fuck that idiot wants to call it. <laughs> um, we're also on Facebook and Instagram and everything. And uh, check, us, uh, check our merch shop out on, uh, sp- on the Spreadshirt. Uh, we have uh, hats, shirts, mugs, and uh, tote bags and whatnot, and we've kind of uh, lowered the prices on them, keep them you know, at a reasonable price and everything. Yeah. So uh, yeah, look look for us on the spreadsheet. It's under uh, Collateral Media Podcasts, and uh, yeah, our our next episode uh, we're going to be doing a uh, review of Barbenheimer. You know the 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 big Barbenheimer thing that's came out recently. I mean, apparently, Barb, they're both great movies. Barbie is excellent, and so is Oppenheimer.
2: It's because of Gosling he made it good. The Gosling,
0: bro. The Gosling. The fucking Gosling. Dude, you know that on uh, the social media, like, there were dudes, like, showing up to Barbie, like, in the, the scorpion in jacket. The drive right? <laughs> bro, it, it would almost be, like, you have one, right? Yeah, I got, a, I got you one. You have the Don't exact one. I like a pink scorpion jacket. That would be amazing. <laughs> no, make a pink one. I got, would, a, I got a
2: black one, yeah.
0: That would be incredible, man. Yeah.
2: That's cool.
0: But, yeah, we were, look for a Barbenheimer review coming up very soon. And on the director's cut, we will be doing another little random double feature. We're going to be talking uh, Bad Taste, uh, Peter Jackson's very first splatter movie. And we're going to be talking about the classic trauma, uh, like uh, rape, revenge kind of movie, I guess, uh, Mother's Day, which, which Mother's is an all time classic. And it's on Tubi, and we highly recommend it. So look for that. And we got our. Um, episode list for season seven coming up very soon
2: yeah i'm still short like two episodes but one episode we one or two like, yeah.
0: yeah like i can say that our season premiere is going to be freddy versus jason and our season finale is going to be the classic uh 80s uh espionage movie cloak and dagger oh, which, yeah Those oh, one of my episodes. yeah yeah, we're going to tie in with the uh cloak and dagger old school video game for coradal gaming as well
2: i don't know I'll, I'll probably just pick another car movie maybe a nostalgia car movie oh you've
0: got to man hell uh, yeah dude yeah Like shit, man. I mean, Gran Turismo is coming out soon. Gran Turismo. Yeah, Gran Turismo. Hell yeah.
2: Honestly, uh, actually, you got to go with the views, and you got to do the Gran Turismo route.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Gran Turismo all the way. Yeah. But yeah, look for Season 7 starting in October. We're going to have all of our uh, Halloween content there. Uh, First couple of episodes, it's Freddy versus Jason, and then the uh, anthology movie uh, Trick or Treat, which is a great movie. And uh, yeah, our Halloween movie is going to be Halloween Four, right?
2: Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Daniel Harris too. Yeah, for yeah, Halloween give a four and five, you know.
0: Yeah, start getting into the cult of, Thor- of Thorn. Yeah, thing. and yeah. then
2: Rob Zombies Halloween. I mean, she's Daniel Harris is in there. Uh, oh yeah, Daniel
0: Harris is amazing.
2: I'm mainly doing it for the Daniel Harris series, you know.
0: Yeah, totally.
2: Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: So yes, everybody, look for that. We're all on all the socials, and yeah, uh, check us out on Patreon. So with all of that said, uh, thank you for, uh, watch, for listening to the show. Uh, thanks once again to Jason from Dads from the Crypt. And I guess we'll get, go ahead and get out of here. Laters, y'all.
1: Bye.
2: What?